Hello and welcome to the Octagon Journeyman. So, without wasting any more time, let's jump straight into the matter at hand. Who is going to be the next lightweight champion? And starting off, there's there's two angles to take from this. Is Habib coming back? Is Habib actually retired? No one knows. I mean, we're waiting to see the conversation that happens with Dana and Habib. He said he's meeting him in January and he says by the McGregor-Poirier fight, he'll know uh, what's happening with Habib, which is good, which gives us, at least we know, we've got some clarity. We, we was in the loop for ages, what's happening? Is the McGregor-Poirier fight for an interim title? Dennis ruled that out. He said there will be no interim title, which I'm happy about. I think I'm happy they're not going down that route because it's unnecessary. I mean, this fight is clearly, to me, it looks like it's a number one contender fight. Whoever Whoever wins this fight, is going to be fighting for for a belt next, whether that be Habib's fight or whether that be uh, Habib retired and they're, they're they're setting up a new a new vacant vacant belt fight. I say that because Gaethje, number one ranked at the moment, he's got no argument for a rematch. Uh, we saw we saw what happened to him. Uh, got taken down in jiu jitsu. Jiu jitsu let him down. I actually saw an interview recently that he doesn't train any any jiu jitsu at all, not even white belt. Um, and coming against someone like Habib, I mean, I think a lot, a lot of people gave Gaethje, um They were back, they backed him more than they probably could have, just because of, they say he was a great defensive wrestler. All of this, but I think, I think, I, I, I could def, I knew based on his jiu-jitsu that Habib getting him to the floor, it, it was going to be easy for him, and he, he made it look really easy, really easy. Um. And then ranked, number two ranked, Dustin Poirier. Uh, obviously lost to Habib. He's got a win over Gaethje, which I find it weird that they've put him at number two. But yeah, he's that may, it makes no difference really. But yeah, he's number two. Um, coming up, obviously beat Hooker, beat McGregor. I think he'd have an argument. He, he deserves a title fight. That's that's two top six guys. Um, so he'd, he'd definitely have an argument for, for the next title fight. Charles Oliveira is an interesting one because... He was amazing against Tony. He really looked amazing. No one, no one does that to Tony. What he done to Tony? I think that's more. I think a lot of people are putting the blame on Tony rather than uh, praising how well Charles Oliveira performed. How good he's an animal on the floor. The way, the way, the way he got him to the floor. The transitions. He's top, top tier. He's he's one of the best. One of the best. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu guys on the mat in the whole UFC, and I can say that with confidence. What you done to Tony? You just you don't see that happen to Tony. We've never we've never seen that happen to Tony. So, but I think the interesting thing with him, he's a different fighter. I mean, he he never wanted to fight at one fifty-five. He he wanted to fight at one forty-five for a long time. And every every time he came up to one fifty-five, he he looked amazing. Everyone was like, "Why why don't you want to fight one fifty-five? And it was it was it was a weird one. Um. But now 155, he looks amazing. He looks great. That's the kind of thing that I think would entice Habib, a serious challenge, a serious jiu-jitsu, jiu-jitsu guy. Would he be able to submit him? We don't know. I mean, Habib's a lot stronger, but Charles Oliveira is a lot slicker. His transitions. It'd be a great matchup on the floor. It really would. But is that a fight that Daniel wants to put together? Charles Oliveira is weird with these, these ones because they haven't quite got the star power. 
it's, it's not speaking English. I think it's a massive. It's hard for you. It's, it it really puts you at a massive disadvantage. And the stars around him. I mean, you have got Gaethje, Poirier, McGregor, Ferguson, Hooker, RDA. Uh, you got Paul Felder. You got Kevin Lee ranked eleventh. Islam at thirteenth. These are these would all be a lot bigger fights than Charles Oliveira, unfortunately. And that's just just that's just how the business works. The casuals. That's what they tune in for. So I think Dana is he going to want to put Habib's last matches return against uh, Charles Oliveira rather than McGregor rematch or Poirier? I don't know. I think I think it's a it's a it'd be a waste from a business point of view. You you do a lot worse with Charles Oliveira, so I don't think that's going to be something that Dana's chasing. And that leaves us with just one piece of the puzzle, the Mr. Conor McGregor. And I think it's always, I mean, you know what you're going to get. When it comes to Conor, Dana wants him involved in the biggest fights. And the Habib rematch will be or would be the biggest fight the UFC have ever put together. We're saying number one done 2.6. So much has changed since then. It's so much bigger. There's so much more hate between the camps, the managers. There's just so much more at stake. And I think it does a lot for both their legacies. I know Habib talks about legacy. But to be able to, to twice beat the, the the biggest superstar of sports ever seen, I personally, I think there's a lot more for his legacy than and someone like Charles Oliveira to do it number 30 to bow out like that is massive and on the other end of the stick Connor wins that rematch the ball's back in his court it really is and I wouldn't be surprised if we see Connor do that rematch we see if we saw him win that one he really would have an argument for the, one of the best of all time if, if you look at everything he's done I know the big thing that lets him down is just he hasn't he hasn't defended his titles enough against upcoming challenges but when you're someone like Connor he does what he wants and he don't want to do that I think he he wins that the ball's back in his court I wouldn't be surprised if we we don't see him again for another two years then we see him return for a super fight again but that's if that fight happens let's be honest Habib we saw all the talking all the rubbish that Connor was talking, does Hebe really want to go through all that again? I don't think he does. I don't think he needs to. I don't we know, we're talking about super fight, we know how much that money that fight will make. Hebe doesn't need it. I mean he he's we see we see we see DC talking about it all the time. We see everyone talking about it all the time how Habib's rich, rich. The the that side of the world love Habib. Habib is he's seriously rich. And money is money is definitely not something that's gonna entice him back. I heard DC say it the other day. I mean, when you're that rich, he's got I think he's got a phone company out there. He's just set up his own his own fighting championship, Eagle Fighting Championship or club. Um, money's it's legacy. It is legacy. And I think I think this is the big point that a lot of people are missing. That that McGregor fight does a lot for his legacy. If you're looking, if you look back in the history books. Um, People are going to see him beating the biggest superstar twice, rather than someone like Charles Oliveira, who's who's a is a bigger challenge. Don't get me wrong; he's, he's a much bigger challenge for for Habib. 
but just when you when you look back on history, the, the casuals are going to remember that, and that's that's ultimately what what the history books. That's what they're going to remember. So that's the big point. A lot of people are missing. I think the Tony Ferguson fight is a waste. Now he's not he's not going to get any. It's not going to do anything for him, especially now, which is a shame. It will always be a shame. It's just one of them fights that was never supposed to happen. But but looking at what happened to Tony, uh, what Charles done to Tony. I think that's that's kind of tells us what we'd see in the Habib fight. Tony's always comfortable. He, he rarely you see him. He's comfortable on his back. He doesn't mind being taken down. So we was expecting Tony to fight that whole fight on his back against Habib, and we saw how quickly Charles was transitioning. He didn't rest anywhere. He, he slipped a half. It was it was so smooth. And someone like Habib, who's even more ruthless than that. Maybe not as technical, but he's a lot more ruthless. So, I think I think that's just a preview of what we would have seen in the in the Tony in the Tony Habib fight. Probably just with a few more, a bit more ground pound. So it's a shame we never got to saw that, but seeing that Charles fight kind of tells us what probably would have happened. I think the next thing which deserves an addressing is what is happening at heavyweight. We've got this mess at lightweight, and it was a mess for a long time. Dennis come out and he said no interim. Uh, he said he's speaking to Habib. He's going to know what's going to happen in the next month. We've got some kind of clarity there, but heavyweight's just as big as a mess as as lightweight, if not more of a mess now. I think you look. Mirchich and Garner is happening next. It has to. Dennis said that. There's no arguing from anyone there. Jones Jones can't jump him. He can't. It, it'd be unfair on Garner. I mean, it's something crazy. Like he's in two years, he's been in the octagon less than two minutes, or he's just he's been knocking everyone out left, right, and centre since that since that first title fight. He he has to have that rematch. So they're targeting that. I think it's between February and April, if I'm not wrong. I think either we'll see. Well, and it's it's early next year that's going to happen, and then. They want to get Jones in, and I think the thing with getting Jones in is you got to find him the right opponent. If you wait till uh, next summer, winter, he's he's gonna still get a top contender. So let's not rush it. Let's let's get him into heavyweight shape, um, and let's get him someone. Then he's gonna to want to get him someone from a business point of view that matches up well, that he can be a top contender, jump straight to that number one contender spot, and face the winner of Ngannou Miocic. And I think when you look down the rankings. You've got Curtis Blaze, number two. You've got uh, Rosenstrength, number three. Derek Lewis, four. Overeem, five. And then you're going Volkov, Garn, uh, Serial Garn. But I, I wouldn't I wouldn't propose, I wouldn't expect it to be Volkov or Serial Garn. So if we look at the top five, uh, starting at number two, Curtis Blades. He's been on a tear. He really has rest, wrestling everyone, taking people down, mauling them. He's, he's looked really good. And I think, does he cause challenge problems? DC never caused any problems uh, with his wrestling to Jones. I mean, no one really has got Jones on his back and causing problems. So it's difficult to to to, to say he would, but is that a risk that he wants to take? If you know what happens with these, like they get them down, and then that's that's that'll be the story of the fight. And then what do you have to do with Jones? That's his his undefeated record gone. You got to go and give him maybe someone like Serial Garnis. It's just a, it's a backward cycle. So I'll. I think you're giving someone like Rosenstrike, Derek Lewis or Overeem 
one is a bigger fight. I mean, Derek Lewis Jones would be a, would be a fun fight. It would be a, it would be a huge, fans would love that. Um, Overeem as well. Overeem deserves a big fight like that. He's a he's a he's a company legend. He's a Hall of Famer. He d- he deserves a big fight. And I think for Lewis and Overeem, it, it does big things for both of them as well. They'd be uh, pound for pound number two, uh, one of the greatest of all times. It jumps them straight up into title contention, and they get a win over Jones. They're probably going to get a title shot over someone like Curtis Blades. So I think from a business point of view. That'd be the smarter thing to do. Um, again, Overeem would be a fun fight. Someone like Derek Lewis, powerful, but Jones has felt power. Like he's faced power. I mean, Reyes, Santos, um, regardless of who you thought won them fights, um, he's faced powerful boys. He really has. So I think speed kills someone like Derek Lewis. It's a good matchup for Jones. It really is. Um, again, with Overeem, it'd be a fun fight. Beer from fire, I think it'd, it'd be more rangy, but again, you would favour Jones, especially an old over like that, you would favour Jones. So if we're saying the Mirchich is going to happen early in the year, then they're going to they're gonna look at the, the Jones facing the winner of that fight, probably in the fall, if, if Jones gets an early fight in 2021. And could you imagine an Angani Jones super fight for the belt? That would be... That would, I wouldn't be surprised if that was the biggest heavyweight pay per view of all time. Probably challenging some of them Lesnar ones. I really wouldn't be surprised because that that that's a massive fight. As of me, is a massive fight too. But Ngannou, I think he's he's got a bit more star power. He's got a bit more. He's, he's a bit more appealing to the fans. And that would do that would do huge numbers. I don't know if it would challenge the McGregor Habib two two nine, but it would it would certainly challenge some of the. Maybe McGregor Aldo, McGregor Mendes. We're definitely challenging some of them. It's a huge fight, that. That's that's probably the fight Dana wants to put together. So, earlier uh, this week, uh, I think it might have been last week, actually. The weeks just fly by nowadays, but we saw that the Kamara and Burns fight has been targeted... I think that one's for March. I'm pretty sure that's for March. And then the heavyweight one's for either, I think it's April, and then you've got the, the yarn. Aljamain Sterling is for February, if I'm not mistaken. None of them are confirmed yet, but I think that's what they're, they're planning on doing. So, Usman Burns fight. We look at Usman, and can anyone beat him? I know we've, we had these same kind of thoughts around Woodley, when Woodley was, was on a tear, beating everyone. But now, is there anyone that can beat Usman? Again, you look you look down the rankings, back to back to our favorite our favorite list. Colby, Colby done well. Colby fought him well, but at the end of the day, I mean, Usman talks about it all the time, and you you really can see it. Is his mental strength is so strong, is so strong. He's unbreakable. He talks about it all the time, and a lot of the, you don't know if they're doing it sell fights, sell themselves, but you can see it, this man is unbreakable, and he broke, he broke Colby, before Colby could come anywhere near to breaking him, and I think the same would happen again, I think Colby's really broken, I don't think Colby, um, really wants that fight, if I'm being honest, I don't think he does, because I think he'd get the same result, I really think he would, 
he was hoping for the for his cardio and he, to 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 win him that fight. But that's what Usman clearly focused on. Usman not tired at all. He he matched the cardio, and that's what Kobe relies on. I think you would see the same result. Obviously, you've got Gilbert number two. We'll we'll leave that for a moment. We've got that's what they're trying to build. We'll leave that for a moment. We'll go a bit further down. Uh, Leon Edwards. Um, it's always tricky with these these kickboxing Muay guys if if they can kind of that is is he is he does up at middleweight if they can kind of freeze their opponents and uh, you know set traps and keep the range but someone like Usman I, I just think it, it's 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 too hard to do it's too it really is it's a massive it's a massive challenge we, we, he's beaten already I know he's been on an eight nine whatever it is a win streak since then. But but someone like Usman, you you kind of saw what uh, I know the two different fighters, but you saw what Woodley done to to Wonder Boy. Couldn't take him down, but he clinched him. He got inside, and especially in the second fight, he, he I think that's that's the kind of avenue. That's that's the kind of fight you would you would see if if that happened again. Um, Masvidal number four. Masvidal surprised me, and I know I know he surprised a lot of people. Uh, back at that first fight, Ireland, he he coming off whatever it's five six days notice, he caused Kamara some serious problems on the ground. Kamara done nothing. Um, went to just clinching him up against the fence. Again, not much damage. Controlled the fight, but not much damage. I mean that that's a fight you would certainly be interested in seeing on a full camp. But you forget Kamara didn't have a full camp for for Masvidal. He was preparing for Burns. He's a different fighter. So it'd be an interesting fight. Um, be a massive fight as well. He's the biggest, biggest superstar in that division nowadays. But yeah, whatever. What you'd see, I mean, it's tricky to tell. It's tricky. You would like to see that fight off Masvidal for full camp, certainly. Um, Wonderboy, Tyrone, Damian. Wine, he's got he's got wins over Damian. Um, and then we're going, we're going a bit too low down. I know Tom uh, Wonderboy wants another run at that title, but I mean, you don't know. You, you're going a bit far. Though. If we stick with that top four, back to Gilbert Burns, I think he's the one that causes him real problems. Um, it's the it's the high level jujitsu. It's the aggressiveness. He's a, he's a dog on his feet. He's quick. He's he's a big boy. You forget people don't realize how big Gilbert Burns is. He's massive for that division. And he he's gonna I I predict he's gonna cause Kamara some serious problems. Whether he wins the fight, I don't know. That's another conversation. But it's a real test for Kamara. It really is. He's, he's, if he takes him down, he's got to be careful in, in Gilbert's guard. Um, Gilbert on his feet, he's quick. He's a dog. And that that's a really interesting fight. So if anyone can beat Kamara at the moment, Gilbert Burns is the biggest challenge. Oh, 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 oh,